Ladies, gentlemen, poops in between, welcome one and welcome all to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza. It's episode 114, folks. Thanks for coming along. Uh, the last number of that episode, I said, was a four, and that's awfully fitting, seeing as we have four of us on this show today. It's the... the uh, some, some word that starts with the C... Quartet, no, quartet, does that start with a Q or a C? I'm, I'm not sure, but you get Q, 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 Q yeah. for like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Fuck off. <laughs> um, it's the... Man said C. Does that, start with a, does that start with a K or an L? Um, yeah. This is this is from a guy who's been inaugurated into some like elite schooling uh, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, baby yeah, thank you, thank you. Shout out spell yeah. check. Cor- it's the only reason I got quartet. C O R E T E T quartet. That's there we go. Well, you know, I just talk. I don't spell. Um, so I was supposed to tell a uh, a little anecdote today. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do that now. Um, we were going to play some bingo for the beginning of today's episode and see who uh, you know got it right as to when we're actually going to start talking about Arsenal today. But unlike Granite Jaka, we uh, what minute? Yeah, unlike Granite Jaka, we decided um, we're not going to bet on something that we ourselves are involved in because we're a little more ethical here on the Arsenal Cannon Podcast. Shout out! Allegedly, allegedly, unlike DT from AFTV, who did violently stalk his. <laughs> um, God, Jesus! So steer away from that. Yeah, get the good start. Let's just. <laughs> Move on, please. No, here's my anecdote. Um, so, <laughs> so we were on the PPC prepod call. I can't say that I patented that acronym. Um, and I was waiting for the other guys to come on, and all of a sudden, I, I see Mac join. And Mac, this isn't because you made me nervous or anything of the sorts. It's just because of my. And if you're a, if you're a real fan, you know what I'm about to say. My IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. As soon as Mac jumped on the call, I shit you not, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> as soon as as soon as soon Mac jumped on the call, this is what my stomach does. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? This just isn't necessary information so, that any of us need to I took a good... At all. I took a good. Especially well, not uh, no, no, no. I think this is necessary because then I took a good ten minutes. Um, I came, <laughs> oh. I came back. Um, I jumped back on the WhatsApp call, and nothing was even said. They weren't like, "Oh, where were you, Daniel? <laughs> Everything okay?" <laughs> they were just like chatting it up and just. I, I, eventually, I was sitting there listening to him for like two minutes, or maybe even as long as this podcast has gone so far, three minutes, and I was like. Thinking to myself in my own head, I was like, should I say something? I don't even know if they know I'm in here, you know? <laughs> and then I did, and, and I just jumped right into the conversation. Apparently, they did. So, yeah. I, I saw, but I yeah. didn't say anything. Well, yeah, because, I mean, what, yeah. when you rejoin, we get the little, like, we get the little WhatsApp, boom, boom, and then it, mm. like, 
you know, and then it's fine. We know you're mm. here, <laughs> and then you didn't speak, so we just kept talking. Like. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is I'm. It wasn't a very Daniel-esque entry. I'm stepping. That was the no, problem. not at all. I was expecting flamboyant. Well, that shit really knocked it out of me. So it was just <laughs> I came back and was a different person. Anyway, let me introduce these guys that you already heard the voices of all of. To start, the man who's been here from the very beginning, who is currently the bumptious Brighton boy as he is in that town. Um, Alfie Coleshaw in the cut. Alfie, what is up, my dude? What are you saying, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'm decent, I'm decent. Uh, Brighton's actually a city, not a town. So. <laughs> and the fellowship. Just shout out, Brian. Uh, well, actually, it gained city status in 2003. So, what? Yeah, What's Brighton. the difference between a town and a city? Population? A city's bigger, and it ha- in the UK it has a cathedral. Yes, that's actually a thing. Yes, yeah. that's a fun fact. Uh, so there are some really small is. like villages in the UK which are technically cities because they have cathedrals. Well, there's not many. Yeah, but there's like two, two that yeah. are like that should be towns realistically mm. based on their population. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fuck Biograd. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, honestly, like just shut down as an institution. Your job is literally to test people of COVID. Or you probably do other stuff as well. It's, it's, it's a lab. And that was what you were uh, used for by Liverpool Football Club to check test players and produce the a- accurate tests for their COVID status. You fucking produced 13, 13 positive tests when all 13 were negative on every other test they did, which was three, by the way. If you can't, if you're literally getting every test wrong, you're completely fucking up your only job. How can you exist as a fucking institution? It literally closed down. Like that is fucking mm. shambolic. Like the chances of you doing that are so low. It's just, oh, honestly, just fuck by. So that. we, but yeah, we. Oh, uh, not much. Just the intro and the monologue about my bowel movements. Um, we, Alfie, that was that was phenomenal. But I'm sorry to say we actually have to cut that because today's episode is brought to you in part by Brad, the hot spot for getting. <laughs> um, no, yes. imagine we are sellouts. Biograd, if you want to give us a lot of money, we might. Uh, we might be interested. We might love you. You know. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, we love a bit of Biograd. We love a bit of Biograd. <laughs> I don't even know how to transition this. I was going to say, speaking of Biograd, here's Rob. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, you know, you know how it goes here, ladies and gentlemen. The man, the myth, oh, that is way too hard to say. Hold on. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, Rob, Bob Burton. <laughs> the man with the versatile name that I so like to call. Dalibor. Daryawesh. Hello. Hello, Dalador, or as I like to call him, Double D. How are you doing today? Oh, yeah, again, you're doing well, Daniel. You're remembering my preferred uh, sort of version of my name. And I'm doing well. I'm actually very happy. And do you know why? It is is beautiful to see Alfie Colshaw and 
Daniel Finton having petty arguments over a WhatsApp call again because it <laughs> it feels like it's been a very very long time. So uh, that makes me a very happy boy today. Oh, good, good. Come we're on, here to come. <laughs> eight, eight, almost eight minutes, and we haven't spoken about. I miss you guys. Yeah. Imagine they've come for like an Arsenal analysis, and they've tuned into this. <laughs> <laughs> well. We've got a fourth person, so the intro's going to go on even longer. Mac, the celebrity. What's going on, my dude? <laughs> I'm doing all right, you know, Daniel. I'm, um, I, I would say I'm having a good time, but it's a bit of a weird time. Um, I, I am recording this from, from my COVID isolation in the, the Mount Vernon Comfort Inn um, that my college has so kindly rented out to all of us who test positive for COVID-19. <laughs> oh, don't walk in those um, halls. I am, complete... I am exactly. Uh, well, we're not allowed to. Uh, um, our room keys only work once. Oh, they let us shit, into the room. Oh, my can't God. You're in a prison. Done. They freeze. Hey, DT. Um, oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah. How'd you get food then? Uh, they drop it at our door and we open it and hope the door doesn't close. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been great. Oh, they also haven't been delivering us dinner, so I've been like door dashing Buffalo Wild Wings and Wings every night, which sucks. Um, because I'm trying not to eat beef, so I'm going for not burgers, uh, and that's all there is in this town. Anyway, um, I'm actually, it, yeah, it, it just it's been weird. I'm in COVID isolation. It was a shit sports day yesterday mm-hmm. um, for a number of reasons. Not only did Arsenal take an L, but my dearly beloved Washington Capitals took a 4-3 loss to the hated Boston Bruins in, um, like, the last second of the game, having having come back from a one-goal deficit three times, like, within a minute of the goal. It was just – it was a crazy game of hockey, and I really enjoyed it, but – yeah. Until you said hockey, I have no <laughs> idea what sport yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I figured, honestly. But yeah, American ice hockey, shout out Petr Cech. And mm. yeah, to sum that up, I'm just excited to record again. It's been far too long. Um, and spoiler alert, you're going to see about two We Love You Arsenal.co.uk shout out the site articles for me later today as yes. well. So I'm, I'm coming oh. back with a bang. hey Oh, no. Coming back with a bang. As God fucking damn it. It's miserable. Um, In my new role as... um, Shit, what am I now? I'm not a senior writer anymore. Deputy editor. Yeah, let's go, baby. I can change my LinkedIn profile. Look at that. All right, that's all. (laughs) Lovely jubbly, as you would say, Mac. Um, I've had a shitter, boys. That's okay. So did I before the show, though. I don't do it during... Um, oh, for God's sake! Yeah, I guess pick up the like, pace. Yeah, I guess now pick up the pace. <laughs> I, I was screaming that at the TV yesterday, um, but yeah, I guess let's let's get right into it, man. I mean, it's just Alfie. I'll start with you because your spit guard's so hot for commenting on my pace. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, fun. sorry. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> to be honest with you, we actually uh, kept. 11 men on the pitch until, you know, the very end. And still we were just, we looked like nothing really compared to Liverpool, apart from the first, you know, 15 minutes or so where we actually looked really threatening. But then that goal against a run of play from Jota, who I'm sure we'll talk about this match as he is preposterously good at basically all aspects of the game. Um, hmm. It's just so, so discouraging the way we started compared to the way we finished, wasn't it? 
Yeah, um, I would have loved to get to a final. Obviously, it would have been great for this young team to get a trophy under their belts. Um, having said that, the the focus for me has obviously always been on the league and whether we can break into the top four, particularly without becoming more realistic as the season's gone on. So I, I can sort of compartmentalise this defeat, um, particularly when it's against such good opposition. I do think the City game was a little bit of a red herring in that because we actually played well for once against a very good team, everyone sort of thought that should be the new expectation. But realistically, is that is it realistic to, to produce that level of performance against one of the best teams? I do think we could have offered more in this game, but like I think basically what it all stems from is a lack of midfield. And I, I've talked about this previously. I think the, the position our squad is in at the moment is that we've got a pretty good first... 13, 14, maybe even 15 players. Beyond that, there is a struggle. And when you're without key players, I think we just, we're fucked. I think if if you're without Granite Shaka and Thomas Partey, we are completely fucked. Because we, people uh, don't really understand in, in nuanced analysis, the nuanced analysis of, of what midfield actually brings. And having a midfield is basically about getting the ball from your defensive third to the final third and without Granite Shaka and Thomas Partey we basically can't do that against bad uh, against good teams um, and I think we'll, we'll get into this more I'm sure Mac will have talked about this in his in his tactical piece that's coming out later but our response to the Liverpool press was essentially to become Burnley <laughs> and just play long ball <laughs> after long ball how many times did Ramsdale did White Gabriel attempt those long clip balls and they were so inaccurate on the day or they found Bakayo Saka against Virgil van Dijk in the air, which is just not going to come off well for us. So I just think... And the reason they were doing that is because there was the passing lanes to our non-existent midfield were cut off, so we didn't have any other way of getting the ball up the pitch. So, unfortunately, that was... I don't think it was, you know, as everyone thinks, a lack of desire or whatever, as, as everyone always puts all defeats down to. I think it was well, that tactical that reason... Yeah, it was that tactical reason, the fact that they're just a very good team and we're not as good as them. And also the fact that I do think this team has been incredibly stretched physically yeah. uh, and everyone has had to play basically every minute. Um, and I think I listened to James at the start of uh, the Arsecast who was saying the team is just looking forward to a break. He he, he uh, contacted some of his sources and that's the general consensus around the dressing room. They just want a break. Uh, and I think they need it physically. Yeah, you could definitely see that. And I mean, <clears throat> just on both of the points you touched on, I mean, as for the attack, you know, not really being able to 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 concoct anything, yeah, it's because there was nobody basically in the middle of the park. So it was just like, you know, we, we have been seeing more of those long balls uh, recently, you know, with the likes of Ramsdale being in there, Ben White too. Um, but that's the secondary option. The primary is still, you know, intricate play playing it through the lines and obviously the mm. primary mm. plan had to just be thrown out the window because we didn't have anybody in the middle of the park but um rob another thing that alfie did touch on though was the players that were there i mean you could just see the fatigue was was there you know there to see you know it was uh yeah really the first game apart from maybe that brighton match uh where he was um destroyed by, I think it was 
Cucarella, if I'm saying that properly. Sorry if I'm not. You know I'm an idiot. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah. It's it it's is. the first time that we've really... Bright and fair. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first... I think hey, it's the natural thing to do, just to change clubs after one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, I've changed <laughs> just like that. I don't know if you guys saw that cringe lord who's like, I, I've never rated Tomiyasu. He's an ex-Bellerin. You know, it's like, dude, he's literally had uh, two bad games this season. And well, anyway, this was one of them, Rob. I mean, him... But he yeah. clearly... Yeah, I don't know if you said this because I cut Sorry. off, but he was clearly not fit, was he? And Arteta said that. No. Yeah. Yeah, he said that he, Tommy Asu hadn't even trained. He just made himself available because there wasn't any right back. He's not the one that I'd be mm. overly critical no. of. Um, if I'm being honest, I think there were a few players who have been excellent for us this season, but were way below par last night. I think Ramsdale and goal was erratic and poor. I tweeted that. Um, I agree. I, 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 did, I didn't like his display at all, actually. Um, I think he needs to, you know, get his head a bit levelled. Um, I think Gabriel was pretty poor. He was jumping out the line pretty often. And I think with the, mm. <clears throat> with the lack of midfield, I think that was unnecessary. I think Clive tweeted that on Twitter uh, from Arsenal mm. Vision. Uh, I thought Tierney lacked influence. Uh, and then I'd, uh, it's tough to ask more Sambi, you know. Go ahead, Alf. Mm. I just said White. Yeah, I think White was poor. Uh, got done by Jota, uh, embarrassingly, at one point. Uh, just a little mm. change of pace, and Jota was past him. Uh, yeah, and and there was more. I think Saka was, you know, obviously a difficult task for Saka playing on that right wing when uh, he's so isolated, but I thought he didn't have his best day at the office. Uh, Smith Rowe, poor. Lacazette, very bad. Uh, yeah, there was just a lot of poor performances, and I think that just... But with Smith-Rowe, I think you could say basically the same thing mm, as Tommy Asu, sure. really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, when that when that happens, when all the players that you've been depending on this season to sort of really contribute to our best performances don't perform, it, it just results in defeat, and I don't think that... We, we, you know, I... I said Ramsdale isn't immune to criticism, and none of these players are. They probably all need to have a look at that performance and think, you know, how are we going to cope this weekend without Shaka and uh, and Partey and think, you know, these guys need to take the game by the scruff of the neck and perform much better, I think. Yeah. Um, Mac, you're doing the tactical piece today. I mean, obviously, I'm sure I a massive theme of that article is going to be the non-existent midfield that we've been constantly uh, talking about. Was there anything else, though, that you think really um, just gave Liverpool that edge? Or was it just solely down to the fact that we basically had, you know, no good stuff in the middle? Not not, not even no good stuff, just no stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it also does come down to experience and mentality. Mm. Um and I'm not saying there was a lack of desire because there absolutely was not. But, you know, we have to remember that within this squad, veteran players include people like Kieran Tierney, who is what, 24, 25, mm. right? Tierney is the second oldest member of the team yesterday. Um, mm. And I don't think we had any teenagers, but every single member of this team is between 20 and 24, which is a perfect recipe for, you know, good performances and for kind of breakout seasons, but not necessarily for consistency, especially against high level opposition. Now, yes, 
this is Liverpool without Mane and Salah. But this is also still Liverpool with a midfield three of Curtis Jones, Jordan Henderson, and Fabinho up against, you know, Martin Odegaard playing out of position and Sambi Lakonga in his first season from the Belgian League, you know, playing directly behind Emil Smith-Rowe, who hasn't played in 10 games, who hasn't started in 10 games. So that, like, it's, frankly, at the end of the day, regardless of any absences or COVID tests or whatever, this was going to be a difficult match. But, and we, you know, we already know that our veterans, our older players struggle to lead Kofkov Lacazette, who, again, as mentioned, I think I have to double down was terrible. But, <laughs> um, you mm. know, I think we capitalized on those early 15 minutes because I often find that those early minutes are kind of, it's a little bit of chaos. Yeah. It's mm. before the pattern of the game gets mm. settled. It's before kind of anything can happen. I remember during project restart when there was the like water break at that like 20 25 minute mark that would Mm. always set the pace of the game like it would be chaos up until that point and then Mm. whatever was happening as that water break happened dictated the rest of the game um and good point that exact thing happened to you know i said today yesterday with the jota goal like up until that point it was a little bit of chaos everyone was scrambling and we took advantage of that um, but as soon as the yeah. game got into its rhythm, we couldn't break that kind of, we couldn't break Liverpool's stride because we don't have the experience and we don't have the mentality because we are a ridiculously young team. Um, yeah, I, I, know, I, if yeah, I may jump in as well, go for it. Um, I think the only way we were going to win that match yesterday, if it is, if it was chaotic for the, the entirety of the 90 minutes, if we were just sort of constantly hassling Liverpool and causing them problems, getting the fans behind the team, making the Emirates an absolute cauldron. And I'm not saying that the atmosphere was bad. By all accounts, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was it was decent. Mm. Uh, I did expect slightly more, but I think the wind was sort of taken out of it yeah, kind yeah, of early. Yeah. But then I did think it wasn't a full season ticket game. Like, yeah, it was so Carabao lots, lots Cup. of kids there was, there. there was, yeah, and there was there was actually issues getting in for a lot of people. I I got in like about two minutes into the game, but like there was a massive queue behind me, so, and there were still people piling in twenty twenty five minutes in, which sort of affected how the, oh, the start see. of the game mm. happened. So, so a lot of people were still coming in when we'd just gone one 0 down. Like from yeah. what I can yeah. hear on the TV. It almost the the atmosphere did sound really good at first until, like Alfie said, the the wind was kind of taken out of the sails with the with the Giotto goal. Um, it kind of felt like for those first fifteen though that it was like our atmosphere against Liverpool, and then as soon as it started to settle down, it was like, oh, just kidding. Here's this fucking thirteen year old squad against Liverpool. You know, then it became a little bit more realistic, and I just. Yeah, I mean, I mean come on, dude. Well. I don't even know who the, half those people are, yeah. you know? Like, oh, that, yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of the Alabusi a- a- guy. Yeah, I, I've neither. Ow, my hand. Usually, I, I mean, always recognize all the names. Like, I was about mm, to say, yeah. I think I might be the only person that knows him. Um, yeah. I feel like I'd, I'd yeah. seen him in a few Academy squad sheets, but that was yeah. about it. You know, and it's just like, I think <clears throat> this is... Um, this is an inadvertent kudos to Arteta, but I think we've kind of gotten a little bit spoiled over the past few weeks. You know, we've kind of fallen under this wrong 
uh, impression that we've, you know, just completely turned a corner and now we are insanely difficult for every team to beat. And I just don't really think even with the full fully fit squad, we're not totally there yet. We still have a lot of work to do and we'll talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about transfers later on in the show. We have to, Um, but it was disappointing, Alfie, but you were saying that you were saying this earlier. You were saying this in the chat. It's not like totally devastating. Uh, The season isn't over. We still have, yeah, yeah. Far from over. The biggest thing and the primary target of the season uh, or above the expectations of what we initially thought is still very much on. Uh, and it's going to be a pretty tight race, I anticipate. Um, and I, I, yeah, as you were saying there, it's not like getting to a cup final is nice, but uh, this doesn't define your season no. whatsoever. Um, and yeah, I, I can compartmentalize it, but it is, it is just about the top four race now. And I can also just compartmentalize this period a bit with just how stretched the squad's been. Yeah. Um, and you, you talk about this is another thing James was saying right at the start. I've only listened to the, the first five ten minutes of Arscast, but another thing James was saying just about the sort of logistics for the players, stuff like not having any break over Christmas, couldn't see their families over Christmas a lot of the time because there was a lot of stress on not catching the virus, uh, so they you didn't miss games, uh, family members catching the virus, stuff like that, and just the I was reading that athletic piece and just the intent nature of like and disruption that COVID has caused over this period for all teams just it is I think it's made the football mm. worse at times yeah. um, and I just think yeah this whole period has been very difficult uh, for Arteta and the squad and on top of that if you if you cannot compartmentalise this youthful side losing 2-0 away at uh, sorry at, against Liverpool a Liverpool side at the end of their cycle at the end of their project cycle you don't understand it. You don't understand the project. Like you, you have to be prepared for that. Those sorts of performances. I understand people being disappointed. Uh, yeah, I do. I totally understand. We it. didn't play well, but you've got to be able to compartmentalize it. You, but you shouldn't lose your. You shouldn't throw the toys out of the pram because of this no, game. Absolutely. No, it's just something that you, you you have to accept from time to time that this team is going to fall short of the high standards. It itself that that the team has set for itself you know it it's sort of it it's sort of the team's fault they've given us this this dream uh a dream which i think is still attainable of, of getting top four because we've, we've played well enough this season to do that uh but yeah as as daniel said we'll get on to some transfer talk because it, it feels like right now it all sort of hinders on that yeah matt matt yeah. Um, what Should we talk I was about? Say, yeah, Daniel, like, please. I was just—I mean, well, I guess this is kind of a question to everyone. Was there really anything else you guys wanted to talk about regarding this game? Well, I—I I wanted to touch on uh, a couple performances, but also some of the incidents. I, mm. I think just the goals. Okay. Yeah, mm. I think um, goals. I'd like to just talk briefly about the because I think they're in. It's, yeah. Oh yeah, we should talk about the part I read, but I just think uh, some of the incidents mm. are quite. Uh, for the goals in particular. First goal, I mean, Tomiyasu slips, but it, that is just an indication of how like he wasn't quite at it yeah. physically because uh, he doesn't get beat in no. that position when he's at 100%. He never gets um, beat. And then mm. it was it was such a weird goal to be behind because it went. It was just like a trickle shot. It was shot. a terrible it shot. like yeah. zero miles an hour. I think that's why it went in. Yeah. 
And I my initial my my initial thing was like, how's Ramsdale not been able to get down to that? Um, I, I, I do think he was. I I don't think it was the 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 shot and his ability to get down. I think it was his positioning his in the first place. Awful. I think. He, I think he was anticipating the, and for the uh, Jota to curl it into the far post, mm. and that's just poor positioning, yeah, yeah, yeah. positional goalkeeper. I, th- I still think, think he was that? too far out of the goal. I think if he's on his goal line, he can readjust his body and get down to that. Probably, mm. yeah. But you know, yeah. we you know to, to caveat all of to caveat the mistakes that he made later on in the night too. He is a very young goalkeeper, and we're going to have to go through oh, yeah, his yeah, growing yeah. pains. Not- you know. Yeah, I'm not trying to scapegoat oh, yeah. him, and t- and you know I love Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. I think everyone, yeah, everyone does. Uh, I'm just saying he was very. No, yeah, you're night. and you're you're right. He was very. The best word to describe Ramsdale is erratic. That's what he was, and it was just very a very un Ramsdale sort of performance. You know, just not solid. Looked just weird coming off his line sometimes. You know, just like looked yeah. so flappy and indecisive. He, he could. Yeah, and he got very trigger happy with that uh, long pass towards Martinelli. Um, yeah, and they were all bad. Yeah, I think it only much. came up off once really, and even then, it you know nothing came yeah. of it. Uh, and th- that goal, as Mac said, basically set the tone for the rest of the game. Like before then, as Mac was saying, it was pretty chaotic, um, and we we looked to thrive off that. We had the Lacazette short onto the barb and then after that it was just cruise control for Liverpool mm. for the rest of the game basically. yeah what about that second goal Mac um Gabriel just keeping Jota on sides and then easy easy finish from from Jota really yeah I mean I will say I think it was what it was Martinelli who slipped in the middle was it yeah and that by the way that you commented on this it was like so many players were just slipping all over the place. Did they overwater the pitch or something? What the hell was going on? Yeah, yeah, it did seem that there way. was something, mm. but it was it was like and and not to say it was only our players because there are one or two instances of Liverpool players slipping as well, but genuinely, um, I was struggling to watch at a certain point when players just kept falling over over and over again, like under their own power. It was just. Um, yeah, poor turnover. Um, you'd expect the ball from was it Alexander Arnold who got the who got the return yeah. to play the ball? Oh, great, great yeah. ball. You, listen, it's Alexander I'm, I'm Arnold in his office. You'd expect that ball to be good. Yeah. The, the only Brilliant, person yeah. I actually blame for that goal is Ben White. Um, and it might seem odd, yeah, positionally, but he is probably if Gabrielle is holding that line back there, it all the difference is two steps backwards, but. Mm. Um, whether you want to pl- when you whether you want to blame Gabriel for not being high enough or Ben White not being low enough, like that is realistically a functional offsides trap. If they hold the line mm-hmm. together, they didn't. Jota just crept in the middle yep. of it, and you know, at, he's he he balls against Arsenal. He has in his past three matches against us. Um, even for Wolves, yeah, as well. even for Wolves, he's a um, sick player, man. I hate. Him. I think he, he's really good, but he <laughs> he has that like weird tendency to almost drop these sneaky little finishes like that i think is the mm. you know if he goes for the all and just back to the first goal if he goes for that far post curler right ram still has that covered mm. it's a great save it's you know and not say like it's a highlight real yeah. save but it is that he is lauded for his aggressive positioning and for taking that chance but 
Jota has this ability to sneak finishes where you might not expect them to, almost somewhat similar to how um, Alan St. Maximan kind of does it, where he'll reverse uh, yeah, it towards yeah, the yeah. post or kind of sneak something low, um, where he will put a shot basically against his own body movement. Um, and the shot can sometimes look ugly, but it tends to p- throw every defender and goalie against it off balance. Um, and the same with that little, we know he loves his little dinks as well. And that dinked finish against Ramsdale for the second goal, equally beautiful, but almost impossible to save. Like you're putting it in the one place where, you know, a goalie cannot get it regardless of the phase of play. Um, and it's just, it's yeah, I, I, he was ruthless on the night and, you know, credit to that. But I don't think we adjusted to the threat that he brings well enough. Um, yeah, that that's my thought. Agreed. And uh, you touched a little bit on the on mm-hmm. the two yellows for Parte. So you want to want to walk me through the I, I, sending I, off of Thomas, um, Thomas jet lag. Uh, the first <laughs> Thomas work event. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm I'm, I'm a little shocked about this. Boris. Yeah, I brought it up um, partially because I was scrolling through Instagram before this and saw like a, you know, BR football post that was like Thomas Partey, you know, flew in from Cameroon, sat on the bench for 74 minutes and then got sent off in 13. Two days before that, he played 90 as Kim as Ghana lost their first ever to Comoros. Right. Um, (laughs) and and, And it was the skull emoji. And then, you know how like sports accounts will comment um, like their their first comment will be like, watch whatever team play on BR Live or on whatever app they use. It was like, yeah, watch Liverpool TV on BR Live. Yeah, fuck you, Bleacher Report. But um, <laughs> just generally, I and I was watching the footage back on this post. The first yellow is so soft. Um, and I think, yeah, I thought that in yeah, the stadium. And I am going to blame martin atkinson a little bit for this one it was martin atkinson, yeah. Right? yeah 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 um mainly because it was not a game that needed a lot of refereeing game control um really low foul really not chippy at all you know these are two teams that are coached to not be scrappy unless they really need to um generally and hmm. you know it's it manifested as such so around the 60th minute when the fouls actually started flying in because we started getting a little desperate and Liverpool responded to that, um, I think the game was relatively poorly managed just because there were a couple of like little chippy numbers that went unnoticed and then people got angry. Um, but to give a yellow for what realistically, yes, he stuck out a foot. Yes, he went in hard, but the physical contact was minimal. Um it was, he kind of like jumped over his leg and then rolled and got a yellow for it. Um, he being the Liverpool player, I forget who it was. It might have been Jota actually, but you know the the second one absolutely yellow and definitely not mm. a good tackle from Partey. Went in studs up with a stamping motion, but especially when you've got a yellow card. Ex- exactly, it's it's <laughs> silly, it's rash, and it contributes, I think, to a lot of the issues we've seen from him this season. In that he is mentally inconsistent. And on a night when we, when, you know, this young team needed something of a veteran presence in the midfield, which is why we brought him in. Um, I think that typifies, typifies the stability that we really lacked. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, weird little anecdote, but when I went, when I came out of the stadium, uh, 
this guy asked me if I wanted to speak about the game. He had a camera, uh, wait, the camera woman and him. And it was like for some Chinese YouTube channel or something. So I just <laughs> did a little interview and some guy. But anyway, I was saying on that channel, um, my most gutting like thing of the night was the red card. It was like going out was annoying, but it means we have to put up with potentially just Lakonga midfield again yeah. for another game, which is just, and this is no disrespect. This is not to scapegoat Lakonga, who I thought had a difficult night, but it was so inevitable. Mm. Like he was just left to dry. He just, he just, you can't expect him to fulfill that role um, and just do everything in the midfield without any support. But the fact that Partey, the fact that that happened was like, I, at that point, I was like, "You can't write this." The, the, our disciplinary record and the fact that we again going into another game with a midfield crisis, basically. Um, and yeah, I agree with Mac. I think the first one was fucking really soft, and I, I was thinking, surely we can appeal that, but I don't know if that will. No, you can't. Happen. You can't do appeals on two yellows, unfortunately. That is so annoying. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, what did you guys think on the sub? Because at, at the time, I was like, we needed, to, we needed, we could, needed to bring him on theoretically at any like earlier to make any difference because we <clears> needed a midfield. At the same time, like I was thinking, is it actually feasible? I was thinking if he's at all ready, it's probably worth it. In the end, obviously well, it wasn't. Um, but at one nil, I, I understood why Tessa did it at one nil because we needed a midfield player on, and he actually looked quite good when he came on. Um, but in the end, it did. Backfire. Yeah. Um, it was just unfortunate that we conceded immediately after he came on. It, w- it would have been good if we'd been able to... I know this isn't plausible, really. We just bought him off as soon as we conceded the second. Or after he went on, to put, was onto a yellow, just bring him off, really. I don't yeah, know who we'd bring on, but it doesn't really matter at that, that point. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't expect Arteta to do it, but once he's on a yellow, you know, I don't know, again, I don't know who brings on Patino <laughs> for five minutes, but... It, it, yeah. I just, you know, he uh, he joked in the group chat. He was like, "It might be unethical to bring him on," and I was like, "For yeah, for real, you know." But like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. My friend that I went to the game with is like, "Surely this is based, there's like human rights <laughs> issues." He, he's played 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 in a different continent in an international tournament less than forty eight hours oh ago. Oh my god! I, I mean. <laughs> Why was he? In the we, yeah, we probably. I, so desperate. It was only because of our our lack of. We probably. Yeah, well, he, he yeah. apparently he was very um, sort of demanding and Adamant. he wanted to be in the yeah. squad, but it's very easy to say no. Yeah, and we probably shouldn't have brought him yeah. on. Obviously, he wanted to come on. He's a footballer, but you know, at the end of the day, football footballers don't really under like they don't know their own bodies. If you get me, they just want to play. You know, um, sometimes as the yeah, it makes sense. Sometimes, as the boss, you got to make a decision. Say, look, sorry, you can't. You know, you can't play. And he did. And if anyone, it should be the, yeah. the medical people. Like, and I'm assuming they gave uh, Partey the green light. Uh, I mean, they 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 yeah, had they must to have had like some checks. Maybe yeah. maybe, hmm. maybe play like 15, 20 minutes yeah. if needed. And obviously, it was needed because we had no midfield. But it was just like at at one point. I mean, when Partey came on, did you guys really think that he was going to be the guy to change the game, galvanize us, and all of a sudden win us the semifinal? No. 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 Well, I did think, and that's what I said, all our 
problems are stem from the lack of midfield. Yeah, but I, I thought um, if we brought him on at half time, he would have made the difference. I think that's true. At that yeah. point, you're you're starting to With throw the kitchen minutes. sink. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need a defensive midfielder at that point. No, but you need someone who can actually progress the ball to the forwards uh, and actually go long with your centre backs yeah, every time. Yeah. I mean, and on that point, but I do agree. At that point, it was looking less likely. But I, I just did understand the substitution. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I, I fully agree. Um, mm-hmm. We needed ball progression. Obviously, the long balls we've talked about are frustrating. Um, with Ramsdale, first off, I think again we do have to remember Liverpool are pretty much the best pressing unit in the world. Right, mm. um, you know, they they are very hard to play through when you can't have a midfield yeah. that plays through anyone, um, and you know, Lukanga as the deepest liar never really works. He's great up in that little left kind of the first half space when he has someone deeper mm. than him, but at the same time, he is not a chief ball progressor. Um, mm. he, what he is very good at, he can't play in that role by no, himself. Absolutely, he has to. He has to play either alongside Shaka yeah. or Partey, yeah. which is why I think, as I'm saying at this point, without Shaka and Partey, we're fucked. Yeah. You can get away without one of them, yeah. but without both, we're, we're fucked, and that's where um, an area where yeah. I did that just can't be the case next season. I think if I'm being honest, with his pass though, yeah? yeah, that one pass for Lacazette before you go, Rob, um, yeah. that little reverse ball, that is something he is very good mm. at. And I think mm, yeah, in a year yeah. or two when he has developed the size and the physicality that kind of he should, because he is still a little bit light to play in the Prem mm. um, or against top Prem sides. Once he's kind of developed that and become more mature, I think it'll be great. But yeah, yeah there was a moment just, where he sort mm. of like bodied for me mm. and I was yeah, like, whoa, was awesome. who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, and he had a couple of good runs too. So like yeah. he's showing the signs. Yeah. He just the, needs the, the yeah, time the, to develop the, without having the all the raw attributes are there. I think he'll be a really good player yeah. for us, but... If I'm being and honest, thankfully, we, 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 we really this... missed our everyone's favourite match fix, so Grenner Shaka. Um, <laughs> you know. we, we just missed a midfielder to put along, like Shaka or Partey. And, like, thankfully, this is probably one of the last times we'll have to, maybe Burnley, we'll have to see him in a midfield without one of them. Mm. Or without a senior player, maybe a signing. Well, yeah. Alfie, that's so long as they don't, you know test positive for the virus going around the world or bet on themselves getting a booking. Um, <laughs> uh, nothing is ever safe here at Arsenal Football Club, so don't ever be, you know. Don't. Can you imagine if it has nothing to do with Shaka and it's just like... I've Anketi got to say, I, I, you know, can we Patino. take a... <laughs> No, is. I don't We're talking pivots, of, but... of midfield pivots, so can we take a rough pivot off the Liverpool game? Because I'm kind of I'm done talking about this, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Can I just say one more thing? Uh, uh, I just want to touch on that. What's up? Tell me. The miss. Uh, yeah, terrible. The miss. Yep. Uh, oh, it, yikes! It did look like it was a player. It sort of resembled a player who hasn't had a good chance for about six months. <laughs> like he didn't. He, d- he just didn't take that with oh, any. The way he was leaning conf- back. Like he hasn't oh. had. He hasn't had a shot. He hasn't had the chance like that for fucking ages. And he just took it like he 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 couldn't remember how to sort of take that position. And it was just it was just a terrible take. Like he's got to set it to his left and probably take it on his left foot. Uh, but I just thought in general he was poor. I thought this just was. And this would probably. Uh, transition you beautifully, Daniel. So <clears throat> sure. you'll you thank me for the assist, but 
it just shows we need a, a striker who can not just contribute to the build-up, but actually be within about 50 metres of the opponent's goal. Yeah, there, there's there's a left-footed striker out there who probably would have scored that. <laughs> yeah, mm. probably. Rob, I already talked to you about him, though, so I kind of want to get max thoughts to be honest yeah, yeah, um thanks for the thanks for the pass uh alfie so mac you're welcome Blavich. daniel i don't know how it's possible that i am still not sold mm. um, wow i really i to this day i am still not sold um there are a couple of profiles that I like a little better. Um, and, of course, they all cost money. But listen, the fact that Vlavic is being touted for around $70 million means that we have the money to get most of the targets at a comparable price, right? The one exception is, mm. what's it, Alexander Isaac, who is, like, meant to be closer to 80 And he is right? not worth that. So, yeah, but are any of them available in this window? No, but, like... According to most reports, Vlajevic also is not available in this window. His agent Whoa, is... Whoa, well, his, 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 Fiorentina want to like, sell. Well, yeah, listen. The club have accepted that Arsenal will be bidding and are like, yeah, if you bid enough money, he can go. The issue is he wants to move in the summer. His agent wants him to move in the summer. I, yeah. So I have a theory about this. Go for it. I, I think <laughs> if we offer like a pretty good amount of money... It, like he'll move, but like, I don't. I I don't think he's like completely staunchly against moving this window. No, and I think his agents are the same. But the thing is, and it yeah. may take a ridiculous amount of money, but I, I don't think like. Whereas I don't think any other striker that is on our radar is available. No, and they're not, and that's the thing. I would love to see Dusan Vlahovic at this club, right? No question, but I am worried, frankly, about the fact that. If he holds off for the summer, any any club that does not sign Erling Holland, and there are about six of them right now, have him as their second choice. Every single one mm. of them. And right now, mm. I would much rather go to City, Chelsea, Real Madrid. Okay, maybe not Barcelona. Arguably PSG. Potentially Liverpool. Any of those clubs I'd rather go to than Arsenal in terms of the uh, uh, whether we get top four or not. Right. Um, yeah, when when you're a random bloke from Serbia, yeah, like exactly, none of these clubs mean anything to you, like ah. on like a emot- emotive, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There, uh, there's no connection uh, um, level. Yeah, what I will say, end of the day, right? He would be an amazing signing. Um, he can score goals. He's an absolute hoss. Um, he just he is someone who could really change, like not change the way this team plays, but change our fortunes in terms of the way we can attack, he would take pressure off of every forward who we are currently relying on to create every chance ever. You know, cough, cough, Saka, cough, cough, yeah. Martinelli, right? And, um, and score them. Exactly. He's the type of player who is a dream to cross to because um, mm-hmm. he finishes with every part of his body except the ones he's not allowed to. But, like, <laughs> g- genuinely, it's it would be a great signing. Am I concerned about his build-up play? Yes. Would I love to sign him this window? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. And that's my problem. Because as soon as we get mm. to the summer, there, there are signings who I... And if it does, great, fantastic, I'll be over the moon. Um, and I will tweet publicly tagging all three of you that I was wrong. 
But so are you totally well, convinced that it won't happen in January? Because I still I'm, think it very I'm much completely could. convinced that it won't happen in January, and I don't know what I'm, it is. But I, it is a gut feeling. I don't think it'll happen. I was like fifty fifty, and then I was like sixty forty in in like favor of of thinking it will happen. And now I'm back down to about thirty seventy. That it won't. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like the stumbling block of the agent. Do you know about the agent? Um, yeah, like, he's just some random, yeah. some random Donny from Serbia who's obviously not like a. He's like one like of Vlavic's like so he's like or uncle's friends or one of them mm-hmm. kind of vibes. Like he he's just fully, a Serbian. He, he's like he's no connection. Yeah. He he's got loads of Serbian players, but obviously none of them are of the stature of um, Vlavic. Yeah, so like he's sensing this is his payday. Yeah, yeah, this is his big payday, and he probably won't have any other Serbian players at the same level ever, of getting the same sort of rumors. Yeah, I mean, like you know, shout out Partizan Belgrade, but they've had one good product in the last five years, and it's mm. literally Vlavic. Um, yeah, yeah, I think if it doesn't go through. Um, you you all know my vocal admiration of both Calvert Lewin and Ollie Watkins, but I think Jonathan David is personally taking the cake for me. I agree. Um, if only because mm. I'm in love with the thought of North Americans, specifically, you know. <laughs> to be fair, they've been few and far between, well. but they genuinely have been links to him as well. Exactly. And to be honest, he yeah. fits every profile that we need in terms of he can do everything that Lacazette can do significantly better, and he's also an unbelievable goal scorer. Um, yeah, and my, my, yeah, yeah. I'm my personal prediction course, is yeah. um, we either get Vlahovic in January uh, in the next few days, or uh, we get either one of Isaac or David in the summer. I think Vlahovic is. Yeah. The reason we're really going at him now is because basically what's going to happen is uh, one whoever the next biggest fish is who are after Haaland in the summer will go for Vlahovic when they don't get Haaland. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I don't think we'll be attractive yeah. to him at all in the summer. That's why we're throwing the boat at him now, trying to throw silly money. Uh but yeah, it's. Um, I think it's. I think Ornstein said this, and I agree. I think it's really admirable that Arsenal are going for this. But I it agree. Even I think, uh, you know, it would be nice if there was also sort of just a backup option just in case because we do really need that striker in January. I think. Yeah. And a midfield. Oh, I think if we if we don't sign Vlaovic, we're not signing anyone or any yeah, other yeah, striker yeah, this yeah, summer. Absolutely. This, this window. Sorry. Well, well, Chris, what, Chris what, what's everyone's? Table, um, so. <laughs> what does everyone think about letting Aubameyang go to uh, Saudi Arabia? Do it, do it. If, I mean, do get, get get that three hundred fifty grand a week off our books. I think they are seriously doing us a favor if they're talking about obligation to buy um, loan, paying his entire wages on the. That is hmm. that that almost makes me feel like the ars, uh, the the owner of that club is a damn Arsenal fan, dude. Because it's like, here, let me help him out. I got you. You know, <laughs> like, jeez, thank you. Yeah. We should do it. Um, honestly, yeah. I mean, but th- this club specifically, yeah. yeah, Al Nasser have like done a bunch of offers for kind of out of favor players on high contracts recently. Recently, um, mm. they mm. are they are kind of the next big. Their their owner is trying to be like the next big up and comer in the Saudi league. I keep seeing links to them from all over the place to a bunch of different players. Um, and if we can genuinely get Alba to a place where he might be happier in his football great because you know despite all of his issues i still i still love the man um and i and i yeah, really same. respect what he's same. done for the club 
Um, but at the yeah. same time, he is doing what <clears throat> Mesut Ozil did to us last year and taking up a lot of wage on the books without offering... Yeah, but I don't think it's as. No, it's not as. Un, like, it's. Yeah. It's not voluntary, no. is it? No, of course yeah. not. I, I know Ozil wasn't, wasn't voluntary, either. but Ozil could have. Yeah, but he could have left yeah, that's true before that, couldn't he? Yeah. Realistically. And then all of a sudden, it looks uh, like Leno might be on the way out as well. Good transition. Thank you. Um, yeah. Mac, you were. Bring him. Yeah, Mac. Matt Turner. Yeah. You were talking about Americans. Matt Turner is being heavily linked. Yeah, baby. Uh, we know him. New, we, New England Rebels. See, yeah. me and Rob don't have a clue about this yeah. so all the basically all yeah. the tweets you're right. seeing about matt turner are true he's a very good shot stopper he's a decent age for a goalkeeper 27 um you know but he he isn't the best with his feet i'll be the first to admit no he's not no he's not okay. he's a big hook it i was hoping he's a big hook it long but the thing is about it to be fair so was ramsdale yes yeah so maybe they've seen in scouting some sort of you know? way in which he could actually be good with his feet. But I've heard he is a very good goalkeeper. I mean, and yes, the, um, yeah. Go on, yeah. Max. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say he's he's big. He's unbelievably confident in terms of claiming crosses in the area. Um, he's vocal. He's commanding. He's very communicative. Mm -hmm. Like the one thing that he doesn't do is play in a super possession based system because first of all, um, the Revolution don't. But also, um, that's not really how the MLS works. It's a lot of kickball. Mm. It's a lot of chip and chase. Um, so potentially he could, mm. you know, be better with his feet than we see at the moment. But yeah, I'm just, I, I think it's a cool deal. I'm really excited about it. I can't yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's do you remember nice. when we signed, you know, Tamiyasu and, you know, you heard some of the Asian gooners coming out and saying that it's like, it's a big deal, you know, because now you feel like you can sort of identify with somebody that, you know. Yeah, I get that. Is yeah. you know, because you guys are used to Englishmen playing for Arsenal. Shit, our our best players right now are basically all yeah. English. But but even we uh, like, we identify with players like Saka, right. Smith Rowe. It's, it's, there's no better feeling than seeing either one of them scoring for us. Yeah, Saka or Smith exactly. Rowe. So if I can imagine for you guys, if you saw an American. So balling out for Arsenal, it would be, I, I, I totally get it. it well, New Jersey, where he's from, or he plays in New England now, it's probably like a 15-hour drive from me. You know, we live in a big country. <laughs> and it's still like I identify yeah. with him. That's like us driving from here to like fucking North Macedonia. <laughs> yeah. It's it's probably six for me, but yeah. you know, so it it would just be a cool it would be a cool deal, and you know, I just um, I'm, now I'm not going to lie to you. I pulled up his individual accolades. I don't just know these off the top of my head, but like he won the freaking. We have this thing here that I think would be so cool in the Premier League, and I think we've talked about this in the past. Um, we have like an All Star game in MLS where it's like the best players yeah. of each conference um, go up against each other, and like just one. That would that would no, never work. But it would be cool. Um, but but basically, in that game, he was the he was the man of the match or the MVP. You know. Um, oh yeah, classic. And, the MVP. You know, and the, in twenty twenty one, he was in the league's best eleven, and he won the goalkeeper of the season award. So he is a good good goalkeeper. And another. And in fairness, uh, yeah, American keepers do have a good record in the Premier League. So, you know. They do, yeah. And also, I think people talk about league differences. I think goalkeeper is one position where it's not quite as relevant 
it maybe it is in terms of your like distribution and stuff uh, and maybe physically uh, when you're coming for crosses but in terms of shot stopping it doesn't really matter which league you're in really no because you're going to be facing similarly difficult shots to keep out and so. a bit a bit of a red herring because he he could be the first decent american goalkeeper in the premier league who isn't bull <laughs> Well, Cities now has a great head of That's hair. Tr- well, yeah. Zach Steffen, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. Steffen, yeah. He's, he's a good yeah. keeper, actually. I like him. You know, and so... Yeah. Can we... Uh, ju- just one more thing. One more go, thing go on ahead. that. Because there's not really much to talk about in terms of a secondary goalkeeper, apart from his nationality, um, that excites Mac and I. <laughs> um, Arteta is well and truly copying the exam of Pep Guardiola now also getting a secondary <laughs> American goalkeeper. Incredible. So anyway, Alfie, you were saying something. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, first of all, I wanted to, this is a complete, uh, rewind to Liverpool. Wow. This Sorry, guy. I just wanted to shout out, uh, I just wanted to shout out two performances. Uh, first of all, Martin Odegaard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man just came back from yes. COVID and he was exceptional. So Some of his passing was superb. And he was it was more of an emphasis on him to progress the ball and he, he took that. Um and also Martinelli was superb. Oh, he just had uh, it just, his direct running. Raps. He did. He's just he's just so electric to watch. Um But I wanted to pivot back to the Vlaovic sure. uh, discussion. That's what everyone wants to hear, um, so feel free. Quickly, because I think that's Quite a bit, yeah. Uh, so, Rob, I know you were pretty concerned. Would you? Uh, you wrote a piece about it. Would you say you're more? Um, you've been swerved more now. Uh, yeah, as I said, I think it was on the last podcast. Actually, I think it's natural. You, as a fan, I'm trying. I just. I've I've heard lots of good things. I think I um I heard about that analysis from the Arsenal Vision, and they sort of picked out a mm. lot of his link-up play throughout his career. I still have my doubts. You know, I think it's easy to through a highlights reel to to find these little bits of suggestion because you know you can see it in a Bamiang for God's sake from time to time, and he can't link play. Uh, well, you know he can, but not not to the extent that Laka can, for example. Um, so yeah, I still have my doubts, uh, and of course, it's a huge transition from Serie A to Premier League. But by all accounts, he's and he, I'm not saying he's anywhere near Haaland, but by all accounts, he's second best. Um, and mm. so, uh, in terms of the young strikers, yes. So I, I feel like it's worth the gamble. Yeah, I just I want to say about his link up play. Mm. I know a lot of the uh, concern, and I I, I was. Uh, someone who also had this concern around his link-up play was based on his statistical profile. And then when you look, well, when you when you watch him in the eye test and you see some of the link-up play, it looks pretty good, as you said. But then, as you said again, you know, you, when you're putting together a highlight reel, like, they're going to show the best bits. Mm. Um, I mean, highlight reel, that's literally the best things people have ever done yeah. that you get shown. And, like, they're not going to... Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, I actually... Uh, well, I just wanted to say there's actually data, more in-depth data that uh, shout out Scott from Arsenal Vision. Oh, that crab. He also does by the numbers page for Arsenal. Um, Ars blog. 
uh, there's there's data. It's like to do with like expected value and like high like he basically he there's data that shows he tries a lot of really difficult passes okay um that like lead to a lot of good stuff um and he actually pulls them off at a rate massively exceeding expectations so he's actually pretty good at them okay um and that doesn't come across in some of the more uh rounded data on fb ref but so i think i think there's there's precedent to say that I think the pressing is a bit of an issue. Yeah, that's that's um, one of my major also, concerns. But I also think, like Aubameyang hardly pressed, and then we made him a bit more pressy this season because he's twenty-one and he's not playing in a pressing system at Fiorentina. I think you can mm. coach that to some extent. I'm not mm. going to say he's going to be become like a pressing machine, uh, but I think he it, that can definitely be implemented. Yeah. Also, yeah, Danny, what, what was your uh, sort of? verdict on on Flavich because I remember I remember you you missed yeah. the period where yeah. it was initially everyone was expressing their concerns because you were off social media I was like I came like, back oh. and I was like who the hell is this guy you know like we were just like super heavily linked to him all of a sudden um but, but back before I went on vacation like it was like we hadn't really made a decision as to who we were going to go for and then I came back and it's like oh we're going for this and also we have an all-white kit and I was like okay mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I was like, man, things change. Yeah, no more red. The gl- cards. The glue <laughs> that holds this club together. Me is apparently gone. No, just kidding. Um, so like, <laughs> I wasn't sold on him at first because I don't. You know, I kind of I like to try to listen to the the data about players and stuff, and I I'm very. I have always been under the impression that we need a guy that can do what Aubameyang does and what Lacazette does into one package. And I know it can be difficult, but those players exist. You know, they do. You know, some of them are... They're like the absolute... Right, yeah. I mean, obviously you think think of, you know, the best players in the world that do it. But I think there's guys out there that... Mm -hmm. Shout out. That's who I wanted to say, but I'm cringe and I'm a stand of them, so I avoided it. Um... So I, you know, there are guys out there though that aren't at Benzema's level yeah. that can do it. You know, um, so yeah, but I, I think that he has the potential to become a. Yes, leader. that's what yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's the sort of player we so just like, have I don't to think, sign. I don't think. I think that's what. That, I don't think he would. Yeah, that's what we're looking at in all yeah. these players. It's literally David, Isaac, uh, Calvert Lewin. You, 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 you have to refine them. Yeah, you know, you don't, Yeah, who has the potential to become? The player who can do, as Daniel said, yeah. a lot of what Aubameyang and Lacazette and, bring combined. I mean, you look at someone like Harry Kane when he was at the age of these guys. He 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 just wasn't. He he was so much. He was nowhere near that. Yeah, no, he he wasn't. Yeah. His game was so far less complete. Now now pains me to say it, but he can do it all. Um, you know, yeah, we're not, he can do exactly what Lacazette does better, and Aubameyang I think does better. Too, yeah. I think so, too, like what. You know, you guys were talking about like co- being able to coach pressing. <clears throat> Ooh, voice crack, shut up. Um, <clears throat> but <laughs> to coach like pressing into a player, um, I don't think you can really teach that like goal scoring instinct, but I think you can kind of yeah. refine and improve upon a player's ability to contribute to build up play. So I'm not totally, totally yeah, concerned 100%. with that. And another thing that I really like about Vlavic is, you know, nobody really knew who he was until, like, this season, right? Um, And now that the spotlight 
Who's, he was making right. murmurs last year. Yeah, but, but you know, it's this mm. season where he's he's in the limelight. And I really... Yeah. Yeah, he has. And I like that the spotlight has been turned up to full brightness. And he is still scoring goals and still doing well. You know, because if you come to Arsenal, you're going to be like one of the most famous players on planet Earth. That's just the way it is, you know. So I like that people are giving him attention now. And he's still doing his thing, scoring goals. And, yeah, you know, I, I've slowly kind of started to like the idea of the signing more. Um, and I think we just really need a striker, to be honest with you. I think that – I think it's – I personally think it's fully feasible for us to get not, – not obviously this window and maybe even in the next window. I think it's fully feasible for us to get two good strikers, you know. I don't think that's – yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, who's to say that we don't get a David and a Vlavish? Now, that would cost a shit ton of money. But, I mean, that would make us a damn good team and a force to be reckoned with for the long term. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I've, I've grown to like it. And you guys aren't totally confident on it going through this. Uh, I was going to say this semester. Can you tell how much I've been doing school or university? Um, <laughs> uh, this, this, this season, this window but I can I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm being delusional, but I could still see it going through for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. I think it like smacks mm. of an Aubameyang deadline day kind of deal. Cause remember when we signed him, it was like three mm. days previously he went and played five aside with his mates in Germany instead of going to Dortmund training and everyone was like, Oh, here we go. Um then there was no news. Um and then immediately we signed Mkhitaryan, dropped like the Yo Pierre campaign. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> ten hours. I, left mean, rem- I mean, remember this time yeah. last year with Matty Ryan? No, exactly. Um, mm. Just kind sure. of potentially out of nowhere, and of course less out of nowhere right now. But um, because he's being talked about every single second of every single day on Twitter, um, and honestly, I would like to see us sign him, if only to change the topic of conversation because it's getting a little dull mm. but um, yeah at the end of the day <sighs> i would he he could be a fantastic player for our club um and you know if and when we do sign him i think he could he will definitely do a job it's just it'll be a case of is that enough um to solve our issues i think we haven't even touched on the potential of signing a midfielder this window partially because I think Mm. it's looking pretty out of possibility. Um, The club, per a bunch of reports, is still talking about a loan deal for Arthur Mello, Mm. uh, even though Juventus do not want to give him away, even though they have 13 million central midfielders and simply don't need him. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that could be fun. And, of course, the entire world is freaking out over uh, Bruno Gramarish because he's unbelievable. But there's, there's, oh. there's just no links. Oh. There's no, no links. No. Um, there have been yeah. links to no, Bruno no, Gramarish. Not in recent weeks, though. Nothing. No. It's up. not going to happen this window, no, but exactly. I do think he's a, ta- a target think, for the summer. That could what be do you guys make of yeah. um, Arthur potentially being 18 months rather than six? I, I prefer six personally. I mean, I would prefer six. hundred percent, hundred percent. But like, you know, at the end of the day, do you still take it at eighteen? I take it at eighteen, and then I don't. Do a, like, if listen, if he doesn't play enough, or if Juventus want to recall him, that's fine. But 
I think we need more midfielders at this yeah. club. Um, at the moment, we have, you know, I mean, yeah. In fairness, mm, next two. season we'll need it. Exactly. So, I disagree. I think you don't do it at eighteen. You think you don't do it at eighteen? I just think sign two next. Week. You don't think we're no. so? Go on. You don't because think we're so think desperate the, that we're not really in a position to decide? You. We're so desperate for Burnley, <laughs> but after that, are we? Okay. Like, if we, if we're talking about this like a few weeks ago. 100%, but we've sort of surpassed the extreme immediate urgency for a midfielder now. Yeah, he's that, not a bad like, player, though. That's the other thing. He's very good at no, football. No, no, he's good. He, he is good. He is good. But I think he's clearly, like, Arsenal are clearly viewing him as a, just a very short-term option yeah. to solve some midfield, add a bit more depth to midfield. I think we should... because. If we sign him, then do we then in the in the summer look for our more long term targets who have been we've been scouting for a while and have been part of the plan to move forward? Someone like Bruno Guimaraes or maybe even Tiedemann, someone someone like that. Like that's what I just think. I think there's there's no point in doing an eighteen month deal with an obligation or option. Mm. I think I think I saw they they wanted an obligation or maybe it was an option. I I just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it, it, was it was an option. option. We're not doing an obligation. That if if that is at all part option, of the discussions, yeah. we should not sign him. Frankly, I mean that's yeah that's terrible. Yeah, I think I think don't I I think six month loan max, and I think his role would be to replace Maitland Niles in the squad, and he'd, he'd probably get more minutes than Maitland Niles was getting. But like he yeah. just looks like a player that would play for Arsenal, you know. Like just in terms of his like style and just his kind of demeanor yeah. and everything, so I could I could. It's quite Wenger. Yeah, I think. yeah, I'm, I'm, I agree. Yeah, I'm sorry to bring it back to Vlahovic again, but uh, you know Vlahovic looks like I, I said this in the group chat. He looks like the 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 friend. Yes, he does. He really does. Off. That is very he accurate. Does, to be fair, yeah. Mm. Who is also when I, I I've just recently found out is also the. Uh, guy who plays Connor Roy in succession which is mental was there any other shout out succession if you haven't seen that plug in a movie here on the Arsenal Cannon podcast (laughs) yeah it's it's a a a series series. it's it's literally the best series created was there any other players that we've been like really heavily linked to I can't think of them off the top of my head no I think that's it no okay do you guys want to touch on Burnley at all or what's up Can't uh, be asked. Yeah, I just, I just, I'm just like, we're not gonna have a midfield again. I'm, so I'm not. Just like, oh, well, neither. Like, neither what are the do options? They, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be a true. Brutal I mean, game. they might. They've had about 18 games in a row called off, yeah, and no one's talking about it. So. Yeah. yeah, and then I mean, no one you care. can't get relegated if you can't play. Oh, yeah, exactly. Figured true. it out. But yeah. Um, Great point. I think you know it's Burnley. We we don't really ever lose. Hey, thanks, Mac. Um, yeah, which means we're, which means we're going to now because we have no midfield. Um, no, I, I I think we did lose at home yeah, to Burnley. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, and I, and I think I that I had said the exact yeah, I'm sure same you did. Before. You got a knack of doing um, that because you know. Yeah, I feel like that's how it works. But yeah, um, I think I'm not sure. There's much we need to do in terms of predicted lineups or anything like that because we have like the players who we have available and who are fit um which is like 
all ten yeah, of them. The only yeah. the only question is, do we play Nuno Tavares or Kieran Tierney? The answer probably Kieran Tierney. That's, basically that's about it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it'll be an interesting match because, you know, despite the fact that we have been in a very good run of form of late, we also like do kind of need to kickstart another run of form to beat all of the teams we have coming up. Um, we have a couple of quote unquote easier matches, but Wolves away and Leicester are two like must wins if we're still competing for top four. Um, and they are tricky despite the fact that they are in mediocre form this season, they will be hard matches to play. So we do have, uh, three weeks off after this game. If I'm not wrong. And I know, I think the for Asian what? and South American oh, players, yeah. there's, there's, there's a week's break. I there, know that. And I'm surprised that's week. still going ahead. Well, I didn't think it was more than that. There's an international break. There's an international break, but it's only for, uh, South America and we've got two weeks, Asian. Yeah, we've got two weeks so it's basically yeah. Tommy Asu and potentially Gabriel and maybe even Martinelli oh. and everyone else everyone else stays at home we don't play uh, again until Thursday the, the 10th Akon of... continues Thursday yeah, the 10th yeah I was looking at this the other day we only have two two scheduled fixtures for wow. February at the moment because we were meant to play Chelsea but they're at the World Cup Club World Cup and then we were meant to play Liverpool uh, on the day of the League Cup final but obviously they're in the final yeah. and, then, and, so. then, and then we've got three fixtures in March yeah, we're going to have a lot chucked in with all the rearranged well, stuff. Well, we'll have... I reckon the Wolves' home game might get rescheduled mm. for February, maybe even the North London derby. Yeah. The, the issue is we have... The only games that have yet to be scheduled in the league right now are ours. It's Liverpool, Wolves, Chelsea, and Spurs. Um, mm. Yeah. So I think I think we might have a busier February than we're expecting. Probably. Fairness, we don't but have don't, a lot I to still catch think, up upon, do we? We didn't miss that much. I think it's going to be at least it's it's at least two and a half weeks off, which is very much needed. Mm, very true. So we'll have some interlol pods, hopefully, after Burnley. Yeah. All right. Well, I um on yeah. that note, random one, cool. Alf. The term interlol, we use it a lot on this show for titles and stuff. That that like word does not exist. Uh, yeah, I never heard that till I met Alfie. <laughs> that's like that's not a thing I've ever heard until it's been used. Andrew with, like, just says it. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's completely <laughs> been stolen from Arscast. Oh, I didn't expected enough. you you two to know that as Arscast listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because they just they say that every time there's an in- interlow. <laughs> on on Urban Dictionary, it is recognised as the period of time between Premier League <laughs> games due to players going away. Wow, international that's duty. a creative word. <laughs> just like compartmentalize. That's, that's a fake word created by the arts cast. It's not. <laughs> and then and when that's, you type interlow on on cool. Google, the uh, yeah the first thing that comes up is uh, arse blog. <laughs> So it is totally his work. Wow, see, yeah. Well, I just enough. looked up the, yeah. the definition of compartmentalize. It says football podcasters like to use this because they think it sounds cool. Wow, that's great. No, I'm just kidding. It is a great word. <laughs> it is a great that's word. And I, I've struggled to. Shout out James God. He loves that <laughs> word. So oh, we love a bit. We're doing it to please. To big old Jim. We do. We're doing it to please James God. True say. To the guard, Jimmy. You know what's the my what's going to be amazing from that Burnley match? The middle of the pitch is just going to be in pristine condition because it's just not going to be touched by either side. It's going to be, stuck. you know, wow. The, the, yeah. 
anything to prevent Burnley's yeah. long ball. I'll tell you what, man. The birds better not be flying above the pitch that game. They're going to be pelted constantly from other long balls. Bro. That's just, I just I can just tell this game is going to be so ugly. But let's hope that we can. It's going to be yeah, awful. Let's hope we can. But I think yeah, our yeah. players are just absolutely yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Like Bakayo Saka, it's like he's on like his nineteenth ninety minutes in a row. Yeah. It feels. Did, like. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I heard this is. on the Arscast recently that Ben White has like the most minutes out of any other, and he does play a lot. But I was just like, I swear to God, Saka is like just involved always. He's, he's yeah. mainly just because like we gave up on Mari, so we just gave White <laughs> like cut minutes. You play literally all. Top. And also, like, White doesn't mm. come off, does he? Sacco occasionally That's true. Come you off. don't yeah, sub defenders, point. really. All right. Well, was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? We've been going for a while. 76 minutes. No. Good pod, indeed. That's good pod. Yeah, four good of one. us. Good stuff. Boy. Just the four of us. We can record a decent podcast if we try. And we did. So we did. Okay. Um, Mark... <laughs> Should ask the loyal listeners to predict the next time they'll we'll, all, all four of us will be on a next call together. Next year sometime. I reckon, I reckon <laughs> April. March. I was going to say yeah. March, yeah. but like mid-March. Yeah. Alright. We'll see. Well, let's start uh, in the same way that we did um, to, to start the show off. Alfie, Alfredo, bumptious Brighton boy, formerly known as a lovely London local lad. Marketing opportunity of a lifetime. That all? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Rob Bob Burtman with the versatile name that I still like to call Dalibor Daryawesh or just Dalibor Double D. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, go drop me a follow on Twitter, AFC underscore blogger 49. Good man. Good man. Look at this selfish guy. <laughs> Thinks he's the star too often. <laughs> Plugging his own Twitter so ahead nice. of the, the main cause. You can follow at WLYA underscore blog as well. That's a decent yes. page. Uh, He's only done that to <laughs> what, what, what else? After maybe a bit arrogance. Of, maybe a bit of a classic uh, Mac Johnson 221185. <laughs> <laughs> 26183491. <laughs> Oh, really Man's got a fucking phone number in his ass. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's well, while we're calling out Mac, I mean, let's be honest with that self plug. Rob is basically just the ever arrogant Alfie with better PR. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, lads, I'm done over I by my lie. PR. I've forgotten. I had my marketing opportunity. We talked about it in the PPC bingo, and um, I it was the what kit. It is. Yeah, with oh yes, yes. Good yes, memory, yes, Rob. Yes. Um, the world's fucking uh, creepiest promo. Yeah, I'm fucking sick, man. Like, yeah. All right, I, you know, <laughs> an interesting little thing. Our our warm up kits, the new warm up kits that are like the pattern of the the tube. London Underground, shout out. Um, decent kit, not ugly. What was ugly was the fucking like promo where they got a bunch of different people just to wear Thomas Partey masks and like so weird, like weird, like it, it's shit. You oh no, that was that wasn't people wearing masks. Yeah, I thought I was. No, there were some. Yeah, there, I there thought were, it was like mannequin, yeah. like 
It was like the mannequins like, with different like hairstyles. Special effects. Yeah. And Smith Rowe just looks oh. That, that wasn't random Donnie no, no, standing on the tube with, with one, Thomas Partey mask. One of the promo really? photos was people, like not mannequins. I forget which one, but it was oh. scary, bro. Well, um, the one of like seven. I thought it was like a computer we, generated no, image. No, no, no. The one of like seven Thomas Partes was um, was like mannequins standing with the masks on, but and that one was CGI. But like, <laughs> there were a couple where it was actual people because you could see like their face and their hair and like their existence behind the mask. And it uh, this That's it so was so weird. weird. Um, but yeah, I think. I saw and what the hell is that link? That uh, um, I don't know. Link up as well. I, 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 transport yeah. for London. I saw a tweet the other thinking? day that was like <laughs> Arsenal are you know ignoring the men's team to invest in new kits and the women's. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck it. To be fair, doubling marketing opportunity. Oh marketing shit! Opportunity. I can't speak. Arsenal women, yeah, are balling right now. Stina Blackstinius. Oh yeah, so Lyle's fucking back. good. Um, we literally lost like four players. We lost um, Mana and the three Aussies to the Asian Cup and brought in three absolute ballers. I think one Swiss and one Austrian. I forget their names specifically, but they are. I've seen them uh, watching with my sister and they are. I thought one of them was Swedish. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's Blackstinius. Um, and and she a Brazilian is, as well, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. So she is a she was a Ballon d'Or contender. Oh, yeah. Stilberto like was gassed about yeah. that. <laughs> no, she's she's an absolute yeah. baller. And like, just if you can tune into Arsenal Women, please do. Like, because she like just to watch it is unbelievably fun. Um, I think mm. I haven't missed an Arsenal Women's game in a couple of weeks now, and it's been very fulfilling. Um, yeah, Love there nice. we go. That is that. That's my second. Right on, double shout out. Arsenal Women FC. We love to see it. Double barrel. Shout out. I guess I'll do a double yeah. barrel too. I'll double down on the weloveyourarsenal.co.uk. When are we getting Kim Little on the we podcast? Sorry, sorry, um, sorry, Daniel. Hopefully soon when she responds to the email that was sent her way. If she responds to the email that was sent oh, her way. Oh, lovely. Um, yeah, there, there's a hope for that. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I'll keep you Keep your eyes peeled, folks. Maybe. Um, cool. What was my other one? Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't really get to talk about this this month. We had a lot to talk about. Honestly, I'm kind of thankful there were four of us today because it was just like we got so much covered. Good, good stuff. It's great to have a long yeah. podcast again. It's been a while since you we've know? gone one hour yeah, twenty. Yeah. I agree. Um, we didn't really get to talk about Mr. Granajaka and my marketing opportunity for uh, the betting man, <laughs> allegedly, um, <laughs> is that. <laughs> I can't wait for it to be like Reese Nelson or something. You know who it wasn't? DT. Um, who? Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Not again. Um, anyway, enough, enough. Uh, I feel like Daniel wants to talk about this. Man's completed his three loan <laughs> to Prison FC. That's- did you see his statement? Oh, I did. Nine, what is nine minutes of madness. Like he's <laughs> nine God. minutes, minutes of madness. madness. And he was like, God, bro. Man. And he was like, see you all soon or something at the end. See you in a few years. <laughs> someone put it's someone put like it's as if he's gone to join like Panthakios on a three-year loan. Yeah. Panathanaikos. <laughs> yeah. There's no way man man did all of that in nine minutes. Yeah. That is mad, mad yeah. production. That is better than Lewandowski. <laughs> it's fucking efficient, yeah. to be fair. I'll give you that. Cancel. <laughs> um, yeah. 
The, the, the Arsenal Cancel podcast is back. Yeah. For once, that it is unreal. For once, How it he wasn't said me. That? Um, anywho, attempted kidnapping, abuse, and stalking is just nine minutes <laughs> oh, of madness. God, wasn't, wasn't there also like a suicide threat? And he outside of that nine minutes, nice there was nothing like, in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways. It's just an outrageous cameo. Anyway, Jacques, Jacques, <laughs> and then he was hooked. Re- like, I'm getting flashbacks to a Bouet versus Wigan. <laughs> it's nine minutes of madness. Do you think Jacques would have bet on DT doing that to his wife, or do you think he only is interested in betting on himself? Boys, <laughs> we need to be stopped. Yeah, it's only himself. It's only something he can control. Now, this is where I'm going to differentiate, and we're going to take a hard pivot off of uh, off of DT out of fear of being canceled by the mobs. Um, <laughs> can you really blame Jaka yeah. for betting on himself to get a booking? You know, he's like. <laughs> oh my God. Wasn't Thank it God, against City to really blame DT? Even <laughs> even if he didn't, you know, like do it on purpose. And let's say he is hypothetically the man, you know. Even if he didn't actively go out and try to get a booking that match, I mean, like, I feel like Jaka now has reached the point of like, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm going to get a booking, you know. Okay. Like, it's just the way it yeah. is. Yeah, I think might, might as well get banned there's, from there's, professional football permanently if I'm going to get right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Granite Shaka, so you know most people get a huge fine or a t- ten match ban or something. He's going to get like a four year sentence. No, he's going to be exiled. Yeah. He's going to become like deported, um, deported to <laughs> Albania. Yeah. He's actually going to become like the, the what's the opposite of poster boy? He's going to become that for he the is. Premier League. Anything, anything bad that happens is going to be blamed on Granite Shaka. Fully agree. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's definitely a thing. Oh, right? another, they don't have to investigate that. Uh, There's no way some Donny's putting sixty <laughs> k on someone to get a booking after the 80th minute. That's like, like, way too neat. Unless, it, yeah. Unless you're like fucking Bill yeah, Gates or I mean, there's shit. no way that yeah. you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, or Rob. Visionary. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that was a pretty mean marketing opportunity of a lifetime full of bullying from me. But like we said in the past, we promote that <laughs> shit here on the podcast, man. Come on. You know, we do. We love it. We um, love yeah. It. Speaking of like, you know, bullying that happened in, you know, school to some people, not me. I wasn't a nerd. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, Alfie, do you have anything to say about music potentially? I because I have think about it. Last, I have an last idea. Last time I had it, I had one Wolverine. last time. Oh god! I, I won't say it. Dead. I won't say it until Alfie says his catchphrase. Then. Thank you. We need, we need a song. We need a song. <laughs> it makes it like one word. I love it. We need a song. W e n e e d a s o n g. We need a song. We need a song. <laughs> My name is. His name is Alfie. We need a song. That sounds like a last name, doesn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, it's like exa- good enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> not good enough, Robbie. When's it going to end, Robbie? Literally, no one. 
DT screaming, oh, DT like screaming at his walls with Jaka <laughs> and Benjamin Mendy on either side of him. Uh, For fuck's sakes! Adam Johnson and Basuma, just opposite. Oh no! Take a stop. David Neres has been Robinho. <laughs> Yeah. Well, David Neres is going to be in there if he moves away from Ajax. I don't know if you guys have seen some links. Oh, yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He did. He did. Oh, he did. He did move it. to. Uh... Don't don't forget Gilfie. <laughs> I think he moved to Shakhtar. Yeah. He's moved. No. Yeah. 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 He's moved. He's got. He's got that card on FIFA that everyone abuses. <laughs> this four hundred guys. Um. Well, everything's legal. I can't make that joke. It's gonna say everything's yeah, legal in that. Ukraine, but I really shouldn't. <laughs> hmm. Oh, David Neres, where is End it boy? before we get cancelled. I mean, I give us the song. Yeah. He, um, he plays for That's Shakhtar what Donetsk. Max literally just said. Told you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, like, oh like, I'm, like just confirm, I'm just confirming it. I thought you said Schalke. Sorry. No, 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 no. Schalke Donetsk. Schalke and Bundesliga 2. <laughs> yeah. He's not making that I, um, downgrade. <laughs> I, was at, I, was, I was actually scouting him yesterday on my Exeter City career mode. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> And he was still at Ajax, so Neres yeah. to Exeter. That's the, um, yeah, that's we're in the, the Prem now. About grinding, um, <laughs> grinding that FIFA lifestyle over COVID quarantine. <laughs> my, uh, exactly. my, my VFL Bochum career mode's going real well. Oh, love it, love it. Yeah, you, you know me. I love <laughs> shout Jordi or so too too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the, All right, it's the uh, it's the one from Bueller's Day Off, like the main one. The oh yeah, because we've oh. been talking about Vlavic. So I think that would be, yeah, I think that'd be good. Yeah. lovely. Works for me. Will, will that be? Yeah, will yeah, you be able sure. to find that on YouTube. Yeah, no sweat. I will literally just probably, search up Ferris probably. Bueller's day. That will definitely be on there. And I think that kind of matches just the the yeah, vibe no of this episode. Probably. Just you know, folks, we're just yeah, we're a little silly. We, yeah. We, uh, look, just vibe. Can I just can I just say something? You know. Yes, extend it fifty seconds so we. Wait, guys, we're we're in we're in like the eighty ninth minute, so someone. Oh, don't don't worry, I'm doing it right now. Um, so, (laughs) you know, we at this podcast, we you know, we just want to entertain all of you. Um, and we, by the way, we'd appreciate your likes, reviews, share it with all your cool uncles. Um, we never make like a joke with the you know, hopes of, of hurting someone because we're not DT and we're not interested in hurting someone. Okay. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, and we will see you. That's your I'm second. Yellow Goodbye. Rough, mate. And yeah, let's, <laughs> that's his fifth, bro. Bye. That's a, that's a two match. <laughs> <move. laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you next time, folks. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. Have a, have a wonderful re- weekend and get fucked. <laughs> yes. Bye. Goodbye.
Oh, no.